we'd move on to uh, the hurling show, which is also in association with solar signs and buying the sound. Uh, as you said, number one for your signage, camera printing and embroidery, and you can visit solar signs.ie. Uh, they're also, of course, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can check them out there as well. So, yeah, plenty to uh, get through on uh, the hurling show, and um, a lot of talk, I suppose, about things off the field as well as on the field. And um, in about 10 minutes' time, I'm going to be chatting to uh, Nicholas Redmond. Uh, interesting story there. Uh, but first, I'm going to bring in uh, the regular Joe, Mr. Nolan. How are you getting on? Great, Kevin. You? Ah, sir. Flying it now. Flying it. Uh, we've got through a good bit, but we've we've another good bit to get through. And um, I'll bring in another guest, James Hickey. How are we doing? How are you, how are you lads? How's it going? <clears throat> Flying it now. Thanks for thanks for jumping on. You, you made us a promise there uh, last week, and you stuck to it. Uh, I'm not surprised with that. You're always a man of your word. But uh, how are you, Kevin? Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. No dramas, all is good. Thanks. How are you? Flying Good. Yeah, uh, uh, lads, uh, I, I don't, I, I tell you, lads, I think I drew the short straw with the hair, lad, tonight. <laughs> I have two lads there of lovely quiffed and combed hairstyles. Jesus Christ. I'm trying uh, to get a budget for a, a stylist there and uh, and makeup and all that, but... You don't uh, need it. You don't need it. Yeah, I rang, I rang, I rang Mar- Marty Morrissey there today, but uh, he's not for coming with much information. Um, anyway, look, lads, you know, we have... A good bit to go through. Some of the stuff is, is not nice. Uh, we don't know. We can't stand over everything that we're hearing, of course. But there's lots of stuff going on in national media today on the back of uh, Carlo and Down's match. Yesterday in the, the National Hurling League, that was up in uh, Ballycran. So I finished down 2-10, Carlo won 12. And um, I suppose to, to start, it's a result that, you know, you wouldn't be overly surprised with because it happened last year. Uh Venue's not ideal, not to be used as an excuse. We knew that, that was going to be the case beforehand. It's, in my opinion, well-coordinated. I'll put it on record. I think they know what they're at. Um, what's wrong with Nori? It's good enough to host all in semi-finals. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on. But the long and short of it is, Carlo haven't got the result. And, um, James, what do you make of it all? Um, yeah, look, they're going to be... I suppose, assumed very disappointed with losing yesterday but at the same time um there's a huge uh, rebuilding process going on there i think um <clears throat> if you go back to the team that won the john mcdonough in 2018 uh, seven of them are still there uh i was going through it there the last few days and just having a look at things like if you look at the forward line that started yesterday compared to the forward line that started the mcdonough final like John Michael, Paul Cody, Edward Horn, James Dyle, and Dennis Murphy. Um, huge players, uh, been around a long time, Alfie in the backs. Um, like, you take eight players out of that. And, like, I suppose Colin Bonner got a lot of credit for what he done. They won a Christy Ring and look, it fell well the way the Joe McDonough was introduced then. And, and realistically, for me, the Joe McDonough was a glorified Christy Ring for certain for certain reasons they, they brought it in there but um like if you look at say 2018 the league uh we we played five games won four lost to westmead uh rectified that in the final uh bet westmead went up following year then you you play six matches you draw two with leash and galway the following year then you win no game with the same group of players so tommy and and the backroom team Come in there last year, Joe. You were part of it, but like what you were tasked with, and it's my opinion. Like, and I, I think the hurlers especially are going through a huge rebuild. I know the footballers are too, 
but the hurlers especially um like when you take those numbers and look at it from a logistical point of view uh and see what tommy and the management team have done in the Q cup they've like people have said to me why did they change the team so much in the Q cup final you know when there was silverware on offer but they had done that in the quarter final it didn't matter the semi-final it didn't matter suddenly the final like where are you going to look at these players and to be fair to tommy look tommy has his way and the management team have their way and the way is they're developing players and the only way you can develop players is to give them game time and you look at the players that play just like Fico fitzpatrick scott tracy these like these are young players jack mccullough and like it's it's like i said somebody asked me about tommy you know what's his mantra names don't matter to tommy what tommy wants is committed players who will commit to the cause and he'll work with them and he'll make something out of them and, and don't forget like down 15 months ago but awfully like and in fairness awfully were in free fall right kevin martin was gone to brought in mick fenley michael dygan has gone in as chairman they've steadied the ship dramatically and they're on an upward trajectory but don't forget 15 months ago in michael fenley's first year in charge like they were on back of christy ring favorites and they went to down in the semi-final and two teams the two teams were getting promoted that year the two teams in the christy ring final and down done a number on them so like i've played in down i know what it's like up there it's a tough place to go so while it's disappointing yeah but tommy and the management team i'm sure like they're looking at the bigger picture here they're looking at joe mack developing players and getting ready for that. that that's just my opinion from knowing tommy and the development that i was with him for 10 years so like i i'd be in in full agreement with what they're doing if you look i think during the Kyo cup they could have used 30 plus players like who does that and you see even with dublin footballers now everybody says oh they're on a downward trajectory but they've lost huge players out of their dressing room as well so it doesn't only happen with carlo it happens with the big teams too so that's just my opinion on the thing okay joe you were up there last year you saw it in the in the flesh um did you know talk to us about the <laughs> the venue like and and maybe the result and kind of yeah. what it means or whatever yeah well sure look we talked about the venue in the preview maybe last week in terms of the lads and especially i think yesterday with the conditions given the wind and you know the, the, the terrible conditions if you know your pitch and it's a it's a quite a narrow short you know it's, it's not it's not a great ideal hurling venue but if you know your pitch and i, I know i said it before like lads might say it's a pitch to pitch but it's no more than James there if he was down in the club pitch and he'd know he'd know his range on the pitch, he'd know what way the wind to take a ball. You know the little things, you know what I mean? And and, and on a day like that where it's tight and the conditions are very bad, it, it makes a difference. Um yeah, I, I'd agree with what James is saying there in terms of rebuilding. I mean, I was I mean, even from last year, say I'd go back maybe three years ago, um, even you know, you've lost uh, James Dial isn't there currently at the minute. Um Alfie, we mentioned, is you know, has gone from um, gone in, in three years, if you get me. Uh, he's gone. Uh, even taken last year, Jared Cody, Aaron Ammond, you know, a couple of the walls, etc. So there's a lot of there's a lot of change there. You know what I mean? But the lads have brought in, um, you know, yesterday there, and I would say take three of their of their new faces, and one of them and quite new, as I say, uh, in Sean Murphy. But uh, Scott Tracy, Connor Kyo, and and Sean, if we class them as new for for Tommy and Christie's a time or their you know their managerial time um they contributed five points do you know what i mean so they, they, they chipped in and we mentioned their faker as well been blended in jack mccullough starting you know um connor lawler 
there's a lot of big changes there in, in the course of the year. Um, I think the match in itself was probably unusual, and I'd nearly have to go and ask Leo McGough for this, but I'd say it's the first time I think I'm right looking at the looking at it there that both Chris and Marty were held scoreless from play. Um, as far as I, I'm aware of anyway. Um, I think yesterday, and I don't remember an occasion like that happening. And I think that probably goes to show you how tight the battle was up there. Um, you know, because you you probably two of the classiest forwards and on, on any pitch in the count any pitch in, in the national league yesterday playing there and that they were held um that they were held shows you the battle that that carlo obviously got um i heard like i heard kind of from both sides that they were, carlo they were impressed with carlo's physicality in terms of carlo weren't bullied or anything up there yesterday it was just that they were outmaneuvered near the end um obviously sean after tipping over three points like he's a very direct runner he's you know when he's on his game he's just unmarkable as we know from football and obviously from hurling as well and obviously losing him to a red card you know late in the second half and when the snip and tuck is going to hamper your chances as well um but they'll be disappointed you know i think they'll be look they're obviously going up there expecting expecting a massive battle you don't you never go up there otherwise and you know it's going to be tight and with conditions as well you know, you you. I know you can't change the match, but you you bring that match to <clears throat> excuse me, to neutral venue or Dr. Cullen and you know and lovely dry sod and a bigger open pitch. You'd be probably fancying our chances a little bit more. Uh, and down play, down do. Do you I mean look? You you play to you take any advantage you can get. That's that's the way. Like there's no, like you, they'll say to you like, well, Jesus, our club hurling. We have to, you know, we're traveling from the ends of down to wherever to get good club hurling challenges or county challenges like. They'll take any advantage that they can when you're going up there. They're not going to make it easy for you. You know what I mean? And and that's what you expect. You're not you're not going to you're not they're not going to roll over and 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 let you come beat them in their own pitch. Um, but yeah, look, it's a it's it's probably it was probably one that they targeted to win because obviously, like, look, let's be honest. Like ne- next week's one now um, takes on a bit, you know it takes on more meaning. You have Westmead at home uh, at the weekend. And that's a big game, you know. Westmead had a Westmead had a six point win over Kerry, but obviously Kerry were down to kill Miley lads. And now Westmead have a few injuries as well, but you know, obviously Carlo were hoping to get a bounce out, out probably last weekend. And coming into the Westmead game, then a little bit of a high, you know what I mean? And you know, I know, I, I think it was Marty picked up a bit of a knock yesterday. Now he didn't go off right, but I think he got a got a heavy bang in the first half. And he'd be hoping, you know, that. Obviously, for tomorrow, we'll be talking about the Fitzgibbon. I think he'd be okay for that as well. But he'll have two, just picking him as one one player in particular, uh, he'll have two big games, two heavy games in the week, and then to have another one on Sunday. And obviously, Chris is, is playing as well. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things to, to happen. I think um, I think one player we mentioned as well that was that, that we weren't that we didn't have yesterday. I know we can't talk about who we didn't have, but I think he's a I think he's a big part. He was very impressive for a lot in a lot of games for us last year, and obviously at club level as well. It was John Nolan, and John being out with an injury, he, he's a big loss. He he makes a lot a lot of things happen, you know, in 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 around that forward line as well. And he would have been a big loss yesterday. His work rate uh, last year in some of the games was just tremendous as well, and it was just unfortunate going up to down again. You know, just down that one or two players uh, that maybe might have made a difference uh, in a tight game like that. But look, you know, what can you do? You have to. I suppose this year, in one way, we're in a better position because of the Kyo Cup. We have blooded lads, and and Tommy and and Christy and and Pat Murphy and that, and the coaches would have had a chance to look at lads in more detail. Whereas maybe last year we didn't have that opportunity to look at lads. Um, 
but it just it just makes things a little bit tighter. I suppose you know the semi final this year there's a semi final in the division, so it does it does give you that little bit of breathing space in terms of that there's it's not the top two in the final as far as I'm aware that there's a semi final in the division this year. So at least it gives you you know you're not you're not completely chasing your tail from now on in. You know. Mm-hmm. So like a, a late goal was the winning of a four down. Uh, Carlo were two points up like in the in the closing stages. So that's that's kind of where we're at. But uh, let's deviate slightly to um I suppose Tom Lally and Christy Keeley because they won all Ireland with Nace on Saturday. And so James, like you were remarking on the record that, that Tom has in fairness. So maybe you'll elaborate on that. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. It was brilliant to one, weren't it? And it was uh it was very interesting because ten years ago Friday coming the eleventh, uh he won it with us, you know, tenth anniversary. So it was just brilliant, you know, it was thrill for Tommy and everybody here was um he's just a, a phenomenal person you know um he'll help out any way he can with everyone but um yeah he uh he's won the all Ireland junior with glenn moore he's been in the all Ireland intermediate with us and now he's won it with nace he had a hand in clara and he's obviously been in the all Ireland senior final with us so he's graced it as a manager in junior intermediate and senior like which is phenomenal record you know he was Involved with Clary and winning seniors in Kilkenny, Shell Milliers in Wexford. Like anything he touches turns to gold, you know. And there's no airs or graces about him. He's just he's just such a common person. And and Christy and himself, like they're like I was listening to Frank last week saying they're chalk and cheese, but they're just you can't believe how good they are together, you know. And and they deserve great credit for what they've done, you know. Like they live and die hurling, and it's seven days a week, like and. Like he won an All Ireland Intermediate Saturday night and in Crow Park. He was in Ballycran yesterday with the boys and like he's just like I couldn't put into words. I've said it a lot, but like you just can't describe, you know, he's he makes I think and I've said this to you before, Kevin, he doesn't make he actually like when he came to us, we were probably a bit wild and and, and all that crack. He actually makes you a better person off the field as well as on the field because he makes you carry yourself that that way, you know. He's just and there's there's no big shout, no big dramas. He just gets on with it and draw. Like I said last year when you were there, like you know, it's probably be the best year of your life working with him. You learn so much the way he carries himself, the way he goes on, and like just a real humble person. And like I was reading an article yesterday, I was watching the match Saturday night, and and you know it, it says. He, he was emotional trying to choke back the tears, you know, and you don't see that side of Tommy often, you know, and, and he, he, he holds that line and, and that'll tell you what that meant to him for a person that was, after being there, done that one junior, was in the senior, just with Nate and a, an interesting one, when we won that all in the media final, the scoreline was 113 to 111, 16 plus 14, the scoreboard or the score the other night was 16 versus 111, 16 plus 14. It'll just tell you the way the gods work. And like they held out well the last 20 minutes. There was a swirling wind in it. It seemed from the from the TV there was a swirling wind in it. They were under pressure. But like the one thing about Tommy's teams is they'll always dig deep. And you know, it was just I was brilliant to see him there after the match, you know. And you know, he means so much to all of us down here, you know, after he's gone a few years now, but he was with us for 10 years. And like if he rang us tonight and says to us, I want you on top of the black stairs at Six o'clock in the morning. I guarantee you, one thing: you'd have every one of the thirty boys that was there before with him. Hmm. 
So well done to two boys. Now, James, there is one question that we've been sent in, right? So uh, it's, do you think a senior county manager should be allowed to manage a club team at the same time? Uh, the person that's got in touch has said that he feels that Carter Horrors are maybe neglected because of an involvement with a club side at the same time and that results are proof of it. No, is that I, fair? Where do you stand no, on that? No, I, I wouldn't think that's fair. I disagree with that now. And I can understand the question, don't, don't get me wrong. I think that, um, if I'm being honest, right, I think there's managers that, that coach two teams and they're in it for the money, right? I, I'll be genuine about it. Um, one thing about Tommy, Tommy is gives 100%. Like, Tommy's a seven-day-a-week man. Um, the Nace thing ran over into into an All-Ireland final. If Nace hadn't a one-kill there, Tommy would be free five months ago and to be nothing about it. Do you know what I mean? And But look, they went on a run. I don't think if you talk to any of them Carlo Hurlers, uh, players especially, and asked them, do they feel neglected? I know what their answer will be. He's never off the phone to him. He's he's like he's a hundred percent like, and I know you might say a hundred percent. If Tommy's training choose to Friday Sunday, Tommy's there choose to Friday Sunday. Outside of that, Tommy's on the phone to them lads, getting them in, getting them right, getting their heads right. Like he's a twenty four seven man when it comes to GA. Like he was with us, he was with us for ten years, and he was training other teams. He was with Ratnor and Wexford. He was with Clara. He was with Shell McClears. Like. Absolutely not. It had no effect on us. Tommy, if you knew the person, and I can understand the text, but if you knew the person, you'd know that the answer to that would be no. But in certain cases with other managers, yeah, I think that I think that's a bit of a wishy-washy one. That depends on the person and what their motivation is. But Tommy's mm-hmm. motivation is hurling and hurling only. Yeah, I suppose that the concern may be just, uh, I know, like you said previously, on many occasions, uh, they've been with a couple of teams at the same time. Is it difficult or is it more difficult than when there's a county team involved? Does that require more energy, more focus? Is that a bit more taxing? And can you give 110% to both? Like, Yeah, I think you can because I think an inter-county manager will surround himself with with the right people. Knows that you can't really do a club level, if you get me. Like, you can bring in... But like you look, you look at Bally Gunner, say for instance, right? Bally Gunner have a backroom team, and he is, was watching the Munster Club Ireland final. The captain was thanking him for about ten minutes. Uh, the night they played Rangers, four stats man, one in each corner of the field. Some clubs would be lucky to have one. They're at an inter-county standard, at an inter-county level. Like you look at Dublin when they're winning All Ireland's, Kilkenny. You see the pictures afterwards. The backroom team, there's twenty five in it. Like there's twenty five in it. Like Christy Healy would take an awful lot of the workload as well. Joe, you'd know this from being involved. Like, Tommy, I'm sure last year would you, didn't let you walk into training and, well, lads, how's it going? And walk out after training. Like, you you have specific jobs too. And that's the way Tommy does it. He delegates. Like, when, when Tommy was over us, there was always the second man with Tommy and the second man was training the team. And when Tommy needed to step in, he stepped in. But when Tommy stepped in, you knew that things were off. And... Things rose back up fairly quickly. But um, no, again, I understand the question. It's a fair question. But again, if you knew the person and you had worked with the person the way that I was lucky enough to work with him for 10 years, you'd understand because he was involved with other teams too. But um, there's a lot of managers now double jobbing because the way the season works, um, Split like, yeah. it, it allows him to do that. And as I said, if Nace had been 
beaten in a county final or even a Leinster final, that question mightn't have come in. But, but a good question, whoever sent it in there. Yeah. So then it brings us to what happened or what allegedly has happened uh, on the field of play. So uh, I'm just going to dig out the the article that uh, RT gave up. So obviously Ronan Sheen, the down senior hurling manager, alleged that players were subjected to sectarian abuse during the game. And uh, yeah, I think Brits was one of the the words allegedly used. Um, Carlo GA were contacted. Uh, Jim Bulger, the chairperson, spoke on their behalf and issued a statement by saying Carlo GA are committed to upholding the principles of anti-sectarianism and anti-racism. And all related reports, allegations are investigated and action taken as appropriate. That's what Jim Bulger uh, said, as quoted in uh, RT's article online. So, um, yeah, like, where where do you sit on this, James? And I know it's, I appreciate it is a delicate issue, but uh, it's in national news, so like let's let's talk about it. Um, f- from your experience going up there, uh, is this something you've come across before? And um, you know, I suppose it's not great to be in in the headlines for for this sort of thing. Um, yeah, where do you see it? Um, yeah, look, we played, and it's interesting when you know somebody said to me today about the bad result and. You know, I had to explain to him that if the two E were picking picking the best Carroll team over the last 10 years that came, it was probably the team that won the, the Joe McDonough and the Christie Ring back to back. If you go back then a little bit farther and say what was the best team before that, you'd probably go back to our team that won Christie Ring back to back eight and nine. We went to Nori in in 2008 under Jim Green, Jim Green and the hockey dust, like, and we bounced back to win the Christie Ring. 2009 then, we had to win the Christie Ring back-to-back. Who did we meet in the final down? And Robbie Foley got that last-minute goal. Like, and, like, them two games, like, you got bet to him. Then you end up winning it. You didn't meet him again. And the following year, you beat him in the final with a last-minute goal. So that'll tell you how tight it is over the last 12, 13 years with Carlo and down. Yeah, went up there often. And, um, yeah, it's a tough place to go. To bring you to Ballycran, you touched on it earlier. They they play the percentage as well. If you were a team coming down out of the north and you had to play, you were playing in Carlo, and the next thing you ended up, as I was telling the wife this evening, having the dinner, like the very same as going up the back road here for maybe an hour. And you know, the next thing you arrive at Orlandville, but um, they carried themselves as well. Like, and, and our club was up there a few years ago, they went up, they were invited up to a tournament, but. Like it's 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 such a fine line. You say one thing in the heat of the moment, and the next thing, bang! And with the way social media is now, like I wasn't at the match. I don't know what was said. I I, I read a few things today about it, and like social media will drive this. You have all the lads commenting. You have lads making up fake profiles today because when you click on them and see them, they have no followers, and. Uh, nobody's following them so they're just adding in the comment to stir the pot a bit but um like you can just say one thing one more can come out of your mouth and you can just spark something but um like it's a tough place to go i always found them tough uh you might have one you know gone being like i'm sure I, i'm sure i often said stuff up there too i'm i can't remember now but i'm sure i often said stuff and if you were to look back on it now you'd say jesus I was lucky there or something, but in the heat of the moment, these things happen. But um, I'm sure if something was said, it was said in the heat of the moment. 
I think the down hurling team, to be fair to them, someone might have said something back or something, who knows? But um, I think social media will flare this off. Like, I'll give you an example, right? A good example. And you, you've asked me an honest question. I've seen where Colin Rook said today about, you touched on it earlier in, in the other thing about sending off all the players. And the next thing it turns to the meat team in the 19s. And Ewan McKenna tweeted there, and the next thing Ross Carr from Down and they're on about Mickey Linden's tea and they're on about the abuse and all this, adding fuel to the fire. And like, if you were to focus on Down's great win yesterday, we call it a great win, you know, Gilden Carlo, because, you know, that, that'd be a big one for them to be fair to them. And they're making huge strides and they're never too far away. And it takes, look, it takes the gloss off a little bit. Like, Tommy didn't come in and say, you know, I'm sure somebody said something to Tommy yesterday, probably that was said to them, but, you know, there's timing and, yeah, it shouldn't go on. We know that, but in the heat of the moment, like, you look at Philly McMahon, he said, like, the amount of time he sledged, you look at Tyrone players that said it crossed the line to get, to do anything. Like, like when you see lads on television, when you're sitting down on a Sunday and there's a lad whispering in a lad's ear, he's not asking him what he had for breakfast. You know, he's, he's, He's saying something to him and it's, it's not nice. And, and that's just the way it is sometimes. And it's it's disappointing today. But, like, you know, it'll be something else tomorrow. Can it's I just some- balance this in, in some way, right? Because um, it's not necessarily the two counties involved. But I know, um, I, I've heard it before from people that have played the scene of Hurling with Carlo that have gone up north. And the sectarian abuse has actually come the other way as well. I'm not saying that happened yesterday. By no means. But someone that has played with Carlo at senior level, up north, in a game, has been on the receiving end of it from the other side as well. So yeah. I think it's only right and fair to maybe say that this is not, you know, the way it's been painted at the moment, I think it's a little bit unfair that people think maybe, if it is true, that it's just a Carlo thing. Mm-hmm. It has happened the other way. Oh, yeah, it has and happened. I'm not saying that's right either. There's n- none of it is right, but let's let's put a balance and perspective into it and yeah, be like- fair. Throughout my career, a fierce lot of people knew my mother for some reason, but uh, that's just the way it goes. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for laughing now, but like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, I was yeah. saying this to somebody today as well. You could go, you could go to play a match 200 miles away, and the next thing somebody would say, Oh, god, yeah, and but you know, like this thing, this thing, and I, I'm not playing down now what was reported or whatever, but I'm just saying we're here on one side, it's allegedly, you know, it. Is it subjective? It's subjective at the moment because we haven't heard anything from the other side. But I can tell you this, hand on my heart. Jim Bulger was chairman of the Leinster Council. And Jim Bulger is is, is a fine representative of Carlo GA. And Tommy Mullally is is a very respectful manager. Very, very respectful manager. And by no way would they encourage or, you know, they would totally condone that. That 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 that'd be out of their remit altogether. Like even at club level with Tommy, if you said something wrong, like he, he would pull you one side after the match and say, if I ever hear you saying that again, you won't play. I've seen him doing it. And that'll just tell you. So look, it is what it is. Unfortunately, it happened. And I'm not brushing over it either. But I'm just saying, like, we're here on one side. And I've read something today there where somebody said that the Carlo players were abused consistently throughout the hour. But unfortunately, the manager made the statement after the match um if, if it happened it happened i'm not saying it didn't happen but what i'm saying is that just blew it all up and look nobody probably said to tommy tommy didn't go into the dressing room and call out someone and say look 
here's what happened, or he didn't tweet about it either himself because, you know, he could have done it a different way. He could have went through his own county board. He'd done it himself on his own social media page. And look, it's disappointing if it did happen. It's disappointing, but it's very subjective at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, all I can say from the left wing back's point of view is I've the utmost respect for, for hurling up north and in hurling everywhere. And um, I don't like hearing all this stuff going on, be it whatever, for whatever it creates, reason. So. It creates division as well, Kevin. And, you know, you don't want that, you know. And, and just on that, like, I, I think James made a very good point there, and I 100% back him what he said there in terms of Jim Bulger and, and Tom Mullally, you know, uh, in terms of two men, you know, two men of integrity there in terms of, like, I know you, you, you like, you can... As I say, you can debate about this, that, and the other, or team selections with managers or whoever, and any stuff like that. But there's one thing from working with Tom for the year, and I've seen it straight up, is that you know that that stuff isn't, that's not nothing like that is, uh, you know, tolerated. And uh, I know Jim Bulger as well. And I think look, it it has to be investigated. Like it's um it's unusual the stuff wasn't reported you know during the match because it's it's kind of a case then of he said she said sort of thing and but look i, I think you have to let the you have to let the what's called jeff let the investigation or whatever will happen you know let it happen and give the boys you know give both sides a bit of space at it um i don't think you know no, no one condones anything like that and you don't want to drive wedges between as much as we're you're there to get a win or it's hurling but at the end of the day you, you know you, you don't want to create a vision and Especially sometimes between our own calls or smaller counties, but uh, you know, us the counties down who are kind of struggling for a bit of recognition and and and, and trying to you know trying to get the edges and all. We don't need to be we don't need to be fighting and 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 you know getting into bother with each other. And but look, I think ultimately, like I said, I think I think uh, I think you have to give it a bit of space. I think the less we talk about it, really, the better. I know we had yeah. to acknowledge it probably this evening, but I think probably in fairness to. To Tom or Jim and whoever else is involved in 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 looking into it, do you know what I mean? Let them let them give them their yeah. space, and if something comes of it, it comes of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's we we're probably, absolutely acknowledging it because we're not yeah. going to sit here and say we're honest and and balanced and everything, and then ignore something that's in national yeah. news. Something. I know, no, but that's no, but I'm saying to you in terms of you have to you have to give let, them space let, from now on. And, yeah, and I think by the way, yeah. I, I think as well. I think I think um, you know, I I I'd agree with James, and and this is again aside from whether something happened or didn't happen on both sides or one side. Uh, but I don't, I don't think like there's a way about doing things and, and you hit the nail on the head there, James, I was looking up a result for the match yesterday. Next thing I see the down manager comes in and tweets underneath the, the official score and sticks this out. You know, you, you don't, you go through the channels, you know, whether it was, whether it was said or not said or whatever, but you go through the right channels and do it properly. You know what I mean? In terms of the way it was done is not the way to do it. But I think in fairness to Carlo, uh the lads jim and whoever else will be dignified and do it do it the right way um mm. you know and whatever happens out what happens out if something is proven and some lad has to take it on the chin to take it on the chin if nothing is proven well then we move on and that's that's it done that's and that, yeah. you know what i mean can I, can I just end the point by saying that personally i think jim Boulder's doing a great job i think he's a brilliant chairman yeah. um so approachable um yeah. i've had many deals with him over the past six months and yeah. very straight very honest uh, gives everyone a fair crack and has time for yeah. everyone yeah. And um, and an interest uh, Jared, Jared, yeah. Jared as well has been has been very good as, as PRO, and yeah. he's got to speak with a lot of things very quickly. Um, like even from the social media point of view, he's you know he's in tune with that. 
I'm not quite sure he knew much about this podcast 12 months ago, but uh, he's a regular <laughs> listener and viewer now as well. So, uh, yeah. and like Mike Whelan, I'd know an awful long time. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, the leadership comes obviously from, from the top and, and Jim is very experienced from an administration point of view mm-hmm. and very approachable. And that, I think that's all you can ask for yeah. in a and leader. Our, and just... Yeah, um, and our county board, Kevin, to remind, like to always remind people, you know, you're, you're probably, James mentioned there about, you know, you'd be looking at different jokes and hearing different things and, no matter what goes wrong, it's it's always the county board. But the county board are our clubs. You know, ultimately they're not removed from our clubs. They're they're actually our clubs in terms of the people who are there and all. And it gets generalised way too much as well. Ah, way too much. You know, and it's just yeah. crazy. And they do look at the work and the time and the commitment to put into it. Like you know, um, and you mentioned all those people, and you know, fair play to them. So yeah, like so, like just to just to come in on, on that job, and you're 100 right. Like I'd see first hand now my own young lad is in with the calls there, and I'd see first hand. The work is going on, the meetings that's to help with all the parents online, yeah. the information they're getting on a weekly basis. Like it's it's and I know you'll touch on it later because the next man coming in is, is actually involved with my son. But the Carlo County like this is we're on the hurling one now, like and I think the supporters of Carlo need to be patient with this yeah. hurling team. I think that they will bear fruit in the end. I think that there's a complete transition. Like I named out five forwards there that won a John McDonough that weren't there yesterday. And like no team can sustain that, especially not in Carlo. And Joe said it, no. like the injuries, like Kieran Whelan's not in there. Like you could list off another 10, right? But what they're doing is they're working with what they have for one reason or another. They're not there through injuries, etc. And like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a long time. Like, like Colin Bonner was lucky. He got a great squad. He got a great squad, inherited a great squad. That squad would be disappointed. I guarantee you if you asked him, Dada and Christy Ring, that's the target. Dada, Joe McDonough, that's the target because they looked around the dressing room, leaders everywhere. To be fair to this group, you have Connor Lawler, Sean Murphy, Scott Tracy, Fika Fitzpatrick, Connor Cole. Like, it's a whole new team, really. Like, eight missing, and you look at the bench, it's it's a new bench as well. I know some of the, some of the older brigade are coming back in, but... Over the next couple, two, three years, there's going to be a huge transition there. But stick with him because... Uh, be patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be patient. Be patient. Two talks on the Network Cullen Park, Carlo versus Westmead. Uh, so that'll be tasty. Uh, now, um, just before we bring in Nicholas Revan, just to mention Michael as well, and hard up to them, they were in the Leinster Intermediate Camogie final against um, St. Rhinas, and Rhinas just proven too strong on the day. So, you know, I want to give that a mention. We had Bridge on last week, and she spoke very, very well. Yeah, and uh, just as hard up to them, a fine rhino side that, that you know all about, Joe. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in um, a very interesting character, Nicholas Redmond. Welcome to the left wing back. How are you keeping? How are you, Nicholas? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks for having me. Sorry for keeping you waiting. We kind of got uh, caught with time and, and different things are caught up in time, but uh, you're, you're ever so patient. So, thanks for thanks for hanging on and, and, and coming on with us. So a very interesting story. Um, we'd like to hear all about it. Uh, so you're Canadian, um, and then you developed this grow for hurling. Tell me how that happened and, and what brought you over to play Fitzgibbon Cup hurling. As as the story goes, yeah, Canadian. So I would have been playing the uh, our national sport of ice hockey for a really really long time, and. Uh, I'd say maybe back in 2010, when I was maybe oof, I'm bad with dates here, but I'd say when I was around 13, 14, there was an Irish teacher that came over to one of my, to my secondary school and she would have introduced the sport to me, but I was so focused on ice hockey back then that I never got a chance to try it. 
and then uh, a couple, I would say about three, four years ago in 2019, uh, late 2018, early 2019, uh, I was kind of ending my ice hockey career and I was at uh, at a college back home and I was, uh, I knew that's where it was. That was my kind of my moment to try it. So I, uh, I gave it a go, fell in love with it from the, from the get go. and. And now, uh, a couple of years later, I'm uh, I'm here, and uh, and uh, yeah, just lucky and happy to be here and enjoying it. So, it's been it's been a crazy couple of years, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose uh, in the last week or two, your your story has made uh, national headlines. Um, you spoke about, you know, I suppose, is it fair to say a borderline obsession with the game in that you sit down on YouTube and just will watch any game from any era, and uh, yeah, you, you kind of are retaining a lot of uh, knowledge from that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely in the early stages, a bit less now that I'm here. I don't have to be online as much. I can go in person. Uh, but definitely I would have been on YouTube trying to get as much as I can on GA Go to watch as many games as I can learn. And, and now I'm here. So uh, definitely, yeah, just a lot of time. There's not too many people to puck around with. So definitely a lot of time at the wall. And, and, and that's it, yeah. And uh, as James is saying there, uh, you're involved with the Carlo Colts, so you're you're actually uh, coaching underage county sides, which is which is quite a big thing. In fairness, like for yeah. a man coming over from from Canada or whatever, and uh, how how's that experience going? Yeah, no, it's great. I'm part of a, a magnificent team with the likes of uh, Brendan Hayden, Mark Aries, and Kieran Balger there as well. So uh, good lads to take me under their wing and, and, and teach me how to do it. But uh, then again, I would have been coaching a bit with my uh, club back home as part of the senior the senior coach and the, one of the youth coaches as well. So I'd, I'd have a bit of experience myself and just a lot of coaching with uh, with ice hockey. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. They're a good bunch of lads. Uh, you know, we're teaching them the, the basics of SNC and getting a bit of hurling involved now. So it's it's uh, it'll be exciting to see uh, – where they already just seeing some development from where they started and where they're at. So I'm excited to see how we progress them uh, the rest of the way here. And Fitzgibbon uh, Cup stuff then, uh, what's the what's the crack there? Like, obviously, it's a it's a serious standard and uh, ID Carlo have been involved in uh, in some serious games over the last few weeks. The serious games, yeah, it's... Uh... Some closer than we'd like, but uh, obviously we've got a, a big one tomorrow. That's where I was at previously. We had a, a nice big meeting and, and training. That's about all I'll say of that because uh, you never know who's listening. So, uh, but yeah, definitely serious <laughs> standard of hurling, some serious hurlers on the panel. Uh, a lot of guys to learn from and uh, and to you know to watch and, and try and emulate and mimic. So uh, yeah, serious serious one tomorrow, and that's where the focus is right now. Also, just take it one day for now. Yeah. Uh, Joe wants to know what your thoughts are on, on social hurling. Uh, real hurling. He said, not to mind that <laughs> it's given cup crack. Social hurling is where it's at on a Friday night. <laughs> I thought Joe was going to ask him where he got the hair done as well. <laughs> right. I'd be working over at the college myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I would have seen some social hurling there. Some, uh, some serious hurlers there. Maybe, you know, might be a around my standard uh, you know somewhere i could dominate and get the confidence up when uh, the fitz lads are done with me but uh some serious yeah, bellies you know, there anyway uh, i can tell you that it's it's, it's cool i definitely uh yeah <laughs> yeah i know they got some nice jerseys i'll 
give him yeah. that. I'll give him that. I got some nice jerseys. Yeah, good stuff. And James, you want to jump in there and ask a, a question or two? Because uh, I know you're looking very tentatively there. Yeah, how are you finding it all with the calls? Um, what what do you make of that? Like, I know it's it's fairly full on there with so many kids there uh, Friday nights and that. Um, how are you finding all that with with the youth? Like, um, are you enjoying that part of it? Is it is is that something you enjoy there with the young lads? Yeah, the coaching. Uh... If my sports never worked out, I had always kind of planned to go on coaching first with ice hockey, but now obviously with hurling, uh, taking the GA course myself as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's there. Like I said, there's uh, a good group of lads there that uh, that want to develop and get better, and they still know how to have a, how, how to have a bit of fun. And you know, they're 14, so there's, there's some lads that are definitely going to mess around a bit, but uh, no, I'm enjoying it. It's a good experience to see. Uh, the seriousness over here, uh, not that it's not back home, uh, but obviously we might have the the resources or the facilities for it. Uh, so it's, it's nice to see how things are done over here and the professionalism brought to the, the county side of things uh, at, uh, all the way from 14 all the way up to the seniors. So uh, it's been a big uh, eye-opener and learning experience and, and things I'd like to take with me wherever I end up uh, in the future. So. And just to finish up on that, then where are you hoping the future takes you with the game? Like, um, obviously, are you heading back and maybe looking to develop things further at home, or are you kind of knocking around here for the foreseeable? What's the what's the thought process there? Uh, there's a few things in play there, but for the this the let's see, uh, for the the. the <laughs> foreseeable future Oof. got me looking to the, the big times now uh, I'd say obviously it's it's just on the figure on the fits right now and then uh, I'm, I'm just sure at the college so I have a few more years here as well and uh, I'd like to try and you know become even bigger impact uh, on the panel as I, I as I get older in the in the college and, and move up through the the years, uh, that's kind of the, the close future. And then uh, after that, I'd like to, you know, kind of go back home, get ready for what we have the next World Games, and uh, which is uh, kind of all the countries get their best players together and, and, and play against each other. And then, uh, yeah, as well as learn back to my home country of Canada. And if not, help to get the game grow wide of Ireland everywhere, wherever I end up, wherever that is. Uh, obviously, Canada would be nice, but they've done a lot for me, so I like to give back to them. But wherever I end up is uh, is where I'll bring all my knowledge with me. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see for that, you know. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks for for joining us here on the Left Wing Back Show on, on the Harland side of things. Uh, we'll be looking at your progress very, very closely. And a pleasure to chat to you, all right? Yeah, well done, Nicholas. Well done, Nicholas. Yeah, top man. Best of luck tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll be in support. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Thanks a million, Nicholas Reverend. Uh, great story, lads. Really, it's it's phenomenal, isn't it? Like it's so rare. Um, but uh, yeah, just just we are kind of. I'm just conscious of the time, lads. But Joe, school's hurling. Uh, what happened in the last week? I, I believe there was a there was a good result or two there. Uh, CBS direction, a, a certain messiah of a coach involved with uh, one of those teams yeah. as well. Philly yeah. Kilo. Philly Kilo. 
<laughs> not me anyway. Where's Nicky? Where was Nicky? <laughs> no, no, no. Philly, Philly, Philly. with the Lachlan connection there. Philly was the man in furnace to him. Um, yeah, no, just a mention. She'd have there, to win then. That's that. Yeah, no, no. Big mention. Um, great game. Um, we mentioned there the Prez Greg last year winning their Leinster C1, so we won the Shield version of it. Uh, beat Tullow, which was great to see two Carlos schools in. It was a cracking game, three thirteen to three ten, in Doctor Cullen. Um, good big crowd in it last Friday. Uh, right bit of biting it. Really good hurling and great scores. Um, you know, on both sides, Dylan Townsend banging over scores for for sport for for uh, Tullow. A great, a nice hurler from Bourne Rangers. He'll be hurling with their juniors this year. I think he, he he's uh, first year up. And then we had Jamie Ayers, Mark's son, who was involved with with uh, Michael Camogie there. He got three five for us as well, which was unbelievable on the day. So it was a really good standard hurling and uh, meant a lot to both teams. It was great. It was brilliant. Brilliant. It was just a nice little finish for some of those lads. Their their last kind of game in school. So uh, it was it was nice for them to go in a little bit of a high that way. So uh, yeah, and just uh, I mentioned the Camogie there as well. Um, just when you're mentioning about school, it was actually one of my old ex-students there that did a lot of the damage against Michelle, unfortunately, at the weekend and Siobhan Flannery. Um, she was just unmarkable. But I mean, I would have, you would, I would have seen that at 13 years of age when she, we had her in first year in school. She was just unbelievable. And as good as she is, I know I'm going to say this, as good as she is as a, as a, or as a Camogie player, she, uh, she's equally as good, if not better, at soccer and, and, and Gaelic football. So she's a very talented young lady. But Michelle gave her everything. Just the goals were a killer. Just... Every time they tried to get back into the game, just got suckered with another one. So, but look, the the flight of flag fierce well for for Carlo and the girls will be, I you know they'll be back and, and looking to go again next year. Mm-hmm. James, anything to say before we finish up? No, no, no. Just on the schools thing there, yeah. You'd often see like and, and I just say like you look at Colossian above in Pakistan there to more like and they're constantly knocking on the door there for for, for football finals yeah. and then you see. What happened last week with the hurling like and you'd see it too like you see uh, Burton rangers win the under 15 this year like yeah. carla town in the minor a hurling final like and like that's brilliant to see like I, you'd see it there i'd be knocking around with young lads there and i'd see like carla town there to be a couple of lads putting in super work with them the whole time and you'd be just hoping that like it stays going because yeah it's brilliant to see like rangers came we were blessed we came over the last three years with especially this year's minor team was just a great crop and it was just one of those things they're after growing in Kilkenny over the last number of the years but and that little bit just made him such a, a great team but like you look at Carlo Town there like I watched Carlo Town playing our minors over in the field one evening like and it was a cracking game now and I know our lads ended up winning well but they were a good hurling team hmm. uh, when you watch the under 15 like they bet us in the under 15 final like and uh, Burn Rangers, like, and you see what's going on over there. I went over there this year during the summer, last year during the summer, there one night, and like the bet our under 13 team bet them well, and like they're getting better and better the whole time. So it's just, it's great to see what's coming through the schools and how it's progressing back into the clubs. And, and fair play to everybody that's, that's, that's doing the great work there, you know. Good stuff. John Olin, James Hickey, pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us on the Harland John, the left wing back, are you? Thanks, hey, Thomas. See you, Thanks, John. Thanks, Kev. Bye-bye. Thanks a million. There we go. So, um, yeah, look, we uh, thank our sponsors, Solar Signs and Bidus Town. Number one for your signage, garment printing and embroidery. You can visit solarsigns.ie. They're available there on uh, Facebook and on Instagram as well. And again, if you are looking on uh, Facebook, we have the Buy Me A Coffee link up 
Um, that's not compulsory by any means whatsoever. As you said last week, we put the content out for free. It's our intention to always do so. But if you do like what we do and want to show your support, you can do so for the price of a coffee. And a good few people actually um, bought us a coffee last week. Uh, Joe was burnt out with lattes last week. So uh, <laughs> on a serious note, uh, thanks a million. Appreciate the support. As I said, absolutely no obligation to do so. Just out there. And if you want to support, we, we do appreciate it. But happy to put the content out. And uh, even if it does mean pulling her hair out uh, occasionally and that's why we're looking for a stylist for a few of us <laughs> over the next few weeks but uh listen thanks for uh tuning in uh, we're back again next monday at nine o'clock we'll have plenty more to go through and don't forget you can of course get in touch with us uh we're on facebook and twitter and youtube live here at the moment we're also on instagram you can email us at uh, leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com that's where we leave it uh, until next time i suppose uh, mind yourselves and uh, take care